Hey, welcome back to the Gig2 podcast, or as I'm calling it, Gig News Tonight. Hey. Got my, my friend Steve in, Tesla, in Texas. Hello. Hey, everybody. Is Deslock the city you live in, or... No, that's just my it's, handle. I'm on uh, okay. I'm on Instagram as De- that's my Instagram Deslock? account name, Deslock TX. Is that a so, comic book reference or something? It is. He was a character in a in a Japanese uh animated show called Star Blazers back in the day, back in Star Wars, the original Star Wars time. He was the bad guy. So I can't uh is my do I look really yellow to you? I think my like night mode just kicked down on my monitor so it's like the the blue screen like there's no blue it's like all yellow and red now does uh, it look normal on your end yeah yeah okay. the tent yeah um, yeah yeah well i was gonna ask you how are you feeling are you oh feeling, good are you feeling better yeah actually um let me go solo here for a sec all right so you can see i am back to my usual Actually, you can see the green wall right here. Last year when I was doing the show, what I would do is I just, I turned the desk 90 degrees so that the green wall was behind me. So I had the green screen. But I hated having my desk in, in this room. It's like every time I came in and out, like just going from the living room to the kitchen right here, you have to like weave around the desk and it's such a pain. I was like, you know, what? I'm going back to the old school setup. I got my bookshelf, my UCF diploma, my certifications down here. Okay. What five copies of my book right here? <laughs> All right. So, it let 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 me know should, in the comments. You, you, should, if, you need to autograph those books and sell them. I I have that book came out in 2014. I wanted to do a a second edition of it, but anyway, uh, we got a couple of people in the chat already. Driven Dad, welcome back. Kyle Dash, woohoo. Hey. Jimmy Denson, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so like tonight's show, this is like a pilot or a test run or something. This is, we're not doing like an intro. We're not taking commercial breaks, things like we did last year. So, you know, like this is just kind of a test run. So the the plan as of right now, and obviously things can change. Uber guy, Tony. Hey, what's up? Uh, so the plan as of right now is to move the show. Last year, we did it once a week, me and Hannibal on Sunday nights. He can't do Sunday nights anymore, but he can do Monday nights. So what we're going to do is me and Hannibal on Monday nights, Steve and I on Wednesday nights. And um, I don't know if I should mention the person I have. Uh, we haven't got it you know, 100% confirmed yet, but... A very prominent gig tuber and a lady gig tuber, I might add. Oh, good. Has okay. expressed interest in being the co-host for Friday nights. And another thing, a surprise. Yeah, like, it needs so, to be a surprise. Yeah, keep it here. You know, um, not not tomorrow Friday night, a week from tomorrow. So that's like what April fifth or something. Um, calendar. April ninth. No, April. April 8th. Okay. Yeah. Cause tomorrow's the first. Um, so a very prominent lady gig tuber, not Jen. <laughs> um, but a, a very prominent lady gig tuber has expressed interest in being the Friday night host. And, um, so, cause like when I was uh, getting ready to do this show, um, like the, like there's just so much, like 
Steve, you know, you saw that email I sent you with like all the articles I had curated. And like, that was just like three or four days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's too much news for mm-hmm. this to be a one, one night a week show. It's well, like, that's, okay. that's okay. <laughs> we can synthesize it for you. We can find the important thing. Well, you know, I'm surprised I don't look yellow because I've spent my whole day doing my taxes. Mm-hmm. I did my, I, well, I have a guy who does mine. I sent it to him a few weeks ago. And I I got a refund of seven dollars. <laughs> I, I essentially broke even. You know, I even have here. I have my form ten forty Vs. The IRS sent me these this year to do send in my quarterly payments. Mm-hmm. That's all coming due, and so I haven't been working that much this past month because my my uh, my mother is moving mm-hmm. to Texas. She moving in so- with you. Uh, she's getting a place. She's going okay, she to buying place. not yet. <laughs> so anyway, that's, I've been that's... trying to convince my parents to move to Florida from New York. My sister is thinking about it. So if she moves, then they'll probably move. But... Well, isn't everybody moving to New York and Texas or everybody's moving no. to Florida and Texas. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was up there. It, it, it snowed. It was snowing on Monday. It was, you know, my ears were red and about to freeze off. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm a real Texan. I can't, I'm not used to that. No. So anyway, I, anyway, I, it, it's good that I've, um, I'm worried that I'll owe money. And so <laughs> I've got, I've got my savings. I'm ready, but that's what I've been doing all day. Do you set aside money sp- specifically for taxes or do you just, yeah. you know, hope and pray that you- <laughs> I'm a big, well, do you make your quarterly payments? You don't Most have to unless you're going to owe, I believe it's $1,000 or more. Yeah. And I never, I haven't owed that much in years. Like my tax guy is like, you don't have to pay quarterly taxes because, you know, you're not going to owe that much. Or, I mean, you don't, and plus you can just ignore them and just pay the penalty if you want. You'll get in trouble for that. My uh, my best friend in Austin works for the IRS. And so... There's a lot of there's a lot of tax stuff and there's a couple chapters on it in my book. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I wrote a book, guys. Oh yeah, show them. Shop yep. like a pro. Um. Anyway, so uh, I always make my quarterly tax payments because ah oh, yeah, thank you there yeah, um, because the IRS will get you. You know, if you don't do it, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, I want to write a book like this. It was a never lot of get fun. around to it. Well, it's it. You can't do it. You know, I, I had to like stop everything for a couple months and just work on it. No distractions. Uh, but but anyway, you need to you should make your quarterly payments. If you do, even if you don't, if you get in trouble with the IRS later on, they'll look at that on their on their little spreadsheet of you and go, aha, see, hmm. You've not been making your payments. We know there's something, you know, what else are you doing? So mm-hmm. anyway, you just want to send them something. A hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be to the I people. want my money now. Kyle says I owe 4,500 federal, 600 states. I wonder if you had some other income. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. Well, I did take a few months off last year because I got the PPP grant. And I just, I actually didn't really work as much last year as I, and like the year before that. I had the PUA, the pandemic unemployment assistance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had, a, I, had said, a, I have five kids to offset. That's what you need. You got to have like six kids. Yeah. <laughs> all these dependents. Get, you, you can get your credits. You get yeah. your tax credits for that. I, um, 
I had a really good year last year. So that's another reason I'm kind of worried. Mm. But, you know, I do, every, you know, I, I buy my health insurance through the marketplace. I, I do the whole self-employment thing. Mm-hmm. So over or under six figures? It will be under six figures, okay. but I still had a good year. It's a good year for me. By the way, I'm drinking uh, Sam Adams Summer Ale. Oh. It's, it's like 90 degrees here in Florida. By the way, it's supposed to start thunderstorm any minute. So if we lose connection, that's probably why. <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. Do y'all have Shiner Bach, Shiner Bach in Florida? Um, it's made yeah, in th- Texas. Yeah, I, I had it when I was, I've had it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not a real Bach. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they, the Christmas you know, one is pretty good, though. <laughs> it's made in the German part of Texas. You know, in the hill country, it was settled by Germans. Yeah. And that it's Shiner, Texas. And that's where the beer's from. Yeah. Actually, you know, a lot of uh, like Mexican beer and like Central and South American beer, like the Germans didn't just co- colonize North America, they colonized South America too. And a lot of like, oh, yeah. If you get beer. Yeah, yeah. If you get beer from down there, it's like it started like as German style and like it's kind of evolved into their own. But anyway, we've been rambling for right. almost 10 minutes. Let's get into the news here. Good. I know, it's like we had <clears throat> we had that you know witty banter intro and it's actually most of the news we're going to cover tonight is actually kind of depressing or whatever but all right so here we go if this thing would work here we go 15 minute grocery delivery startups are already folding i love the sub headline well that was quick <laughs> this this is from quartz.com Delivery of just about anything become mainstream during the pandemic and has rapidly evolved to include the so-called ultra-fast delivery, but now that market is faltering. Although this is a very local story, most of this just takes place in New York City. Bike, a New York-based 15-minute delivery service that delivered groceries and essential items, filed Chapter 11. Um, Delivery startup 1520 closed up shop in December after less than a year. Uh, Terrible name. That might have something to do with it. Meanwhile, Fridge No More, a Brooklyn-based service, and and in Boston has also shut down business due to growing competition, other industry related issues. The company mm-hmm. tweeted March 11th. Um, and that's and it kind of goes on here. And, you know, we're I don't want to like what we did last year was I would kind of read like the entire story. Um, that's why I put the links in the description so you guys can read them on your own. We're just here to give our insight. So actually, I kind of wish Annabelle was here because, you know, he's in Brooklyn. And we talked about these companies a lot last year. And well, nobody in so, New York has a car. So that's why that's <laughs> that was the uh, New York, Chicago, you know. I love do you see that Futurama where Fry's like no nobody had a car in New York. It was too much traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, the the, the um the hype is kind of cooling. There, you're right. There is kind of a shakeout happening. The stronger you're surviving in these little players, mm-hmm. you know, just from the work that you that we do as drivers, you know, if somebody had asked us, hmm, do you think spending would you invest three hundred million dollars in a in a fifteen minute delivery company that uh, would just deliver snacks? I mean. Do you think that's a good idea? What would you, I mean, would you really say, yeah, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> idea. Or, or would you, 
you know, try and talk some sense into them. A lot of these companies, I think, are just like uh, people with MBAs who were trying to find yeah. the next, you know, chasing after the next big thing. Yeah, or they're all just venture capitalists, just like, you know, very Wolf of Wall Street or, type well, stuff, you know. Or that, yeah. So in, um, Texas, in Texas, we have here a company called Favor. It's a delivery company. And it's it does the same thing as DoorDash and Uber Eats. Are they same only thing. in Texas? They're just in Texas because mm. they're owned by HEB. They're owned mm. by the biggest supermarket company in Texas. And so Favor has financial roots. And they can also make money off of their own grocery store because it's the same company. And so it's stuck around and it's still... I'm a, I'm, I'm, I do Favor... I'm in there. I'm a driver for them too. So anyway, yeah. that, that works. And you know, th they're able to, they're able to swim while this bike company. And that's not just bike. It's a bunch of them. And like, yeah, gorilla, like I think gorillas is still around. And then of course, GoPuff, which we will get to in the next story is, but like GoPuff started it. It's like, I, in fact, I don't even really know how GoPuff still in business at this point, but like, so, I mean, all they do is these New York based companies. It's just, 15 minutes convenience store stuff. And it's kind of like they're limiting themselves to just convenience store stuff. So, I mean, like probably the hot food you're going to get is like fried chicken and hot dogs or something. I don't know which Hannibal is here. Um, he might know, but if it, if it, if they couldn't make it work in New York where you have that dense, you know, not, not just a dense population, but a high population, although you mm -hmm. know, COVID probably didn't help. So a lot of people left New York. Um, I don't think Instacart, DoorDash, or any of the big players is going to make that work either. Like, um, have you seen? Well, you don't have Publix in Texas, but you know, out here we have Publix, and like they have a new thing. We talked about this last year, Hannibal. Pub and I. Publix is like HEB. Yeah, Central. They, they have here. a uh, a special, like kind of like a, a Publix Quick Picks. They call it. Um, where if you want Publix in 30 minutes or less, like it'll be like a real small order. Like maybe it's like 10 items or less, but it'll have a, a much higher payout than usual because it, Instacart public, you know, promised the customer 30 minute delivery time. So you might get paid 20 bucks for like five items going mm -hmm. two miles. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see if that catches on. Is uh, that, is that provided by Instacart? Yeah. It's Instacart and Publix are partnered up. Kyle said they're just praying DoorDash buys up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I yeah. think I think uh, GoPuff is just trying to uh, get bought out. So speaking of GoPuff, let's move on to the next story. Uh, share the screen here. Leo is about to jump up on the DoorDash will reign supreme. Mm -hmm. We got Taco a dasher. <laughs> uh, this is from FreightWaves.com. GoPuff plans to lay off hundreds of employees ahead of potential IPO. Yeah. Rapid delivery company cutting 3% of global workforce. I can't believe that they have hundreds of employees. <laughs> Instant delivery company GoPuff, which delivers food, groceries, and alcohol to customers within 30 minutes, plans to lay off several hundred employees, according to the information. I love when news sites report on what other news sites are reporting, especially so when the information is behind a really expensive paywall. I've looked into getting a subscription there, and mm -hmm. um, it's like, it's super expensive. So thanks to Freight Waves for covering it for us. So uh, the plan kind of, reduction. Let, let me just read this uh, paragraph. Okay. 
Plan reduction of 3% of GoPuffs. That doesn't sound like 3%. Comes after the company implemented a hiring freeze earlier this month and dealt with the resignation of several key executives. The information report, according to a source who is briefed about the move, the cuts are part of the company's effort to shave down annual headcount costs by at least $40 million. And for those wondering behind but the reason behind the layoffs, it's important to note that GoPuff has hinted heavily at an IPO as early as mid-2022. So that's probably like this summer. The rapid delivery provider raised $1.5 billion in funding through a convertible note, a popular path for startups looking to go public because it exchanges debt for financing. Significant layoffs before an IPO are not uncommon. All right. So there we go. Leo wants to uh, be on camera. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Did you read? So so it says there, they uh, that's a debt for financing arrangement. Um, that's a no, that company exists. No money down. <laughs> There's no debt for, fi I, I think that's what that means. Um, yeah, they're not, uh, and they're those, the three that employees, the employees that they're getting a haircut, those are employees, mm -hmm. not drivers. Those are the, yeah, like executives those are the people, and those, warehouse the, managers the computer technicians the people writing the app the people they you know they're probably mm -hmm. uh firing them and hiring contract yeah or they're just you know question in Plano, texas there are currently no active wild is that your uh, amazon alexa it say yeah, shut up that's, alexa that's <laughs> her get a cia spy in your house <laughs> Um, um, you know, people pitching the next big thing and it's not working out. It's not a big deal in, in Dallas. I, I have some friends who tried go. Do you guys have GoPuff there? I think so. I, I think so. I have, I have a, a buddy here who signs up for everything that comes into town. And so he did all these, like these services that just do alcohol and only alcohol and, you mm -hmm. know, nothing much comes of it. Um, so I see Instacart's next on the menu. Yeah, well, the point I was going to make about this story is that if you yeah. if you watched our show last year, Hannibal and I, every time we had a GoPuff story, it was always bad. Like they were literally throwing away, ex like not even expired food, like food that was still good because they were getting food in faster than they could sell it, and they were running out of rooms. So they would just like throw out pallets of ice cream and Snapple and stuff, and it's like sounds like they have no idea what they're doing. So I have, I have no faith in. And GoPuff. Although good news, like I've been onboarded with GoPuff for like a year, and the closest warehouse are like way far away, but they just opened one about a half hour, 20 minutes maybe from where I live. So I might try to start doing some GoPuff soon. Fox Racing NYC. Hey Chad, how's everything going? What's up, man? All right. So yeah, let's move on to uh Instacart. We got a, a quite a few stories. So this is from payments.com. Instacart CEO plans to build company, not IPO. Instacart isn't rushing to go public right now, according to CEO Fiji Simo, Bloomberg Group. Again, one website reporting on another website. <laughs> Which, again, Bloomberg is behind a paywall, so thanks. Simo, <laughs> speaking at a conference on Monday, said the ultimate goal was that the company was able that we do to take public is a company that reflects the vision I've laid out. Want to attract investors that understand this long-term vision and understand that what we're trying to do and so there's no rush simo the ultimate goal was to keep building a great business over the long term she said she wanted to do so by attracting good talent that feels when they come here this is a lot of fluff 
The report notes that her comments came after Instacart cut its valuation by nearly 40% to $24 billion last week, saying the move would be done in order to attract talent through stock awards. That would be that would put Instacart more in line with market conditions. Instacart has been has seen a rush in value since the pandemic as the shutdowns encourage people to have their groceries delivered, blah, blah, blah. All right. So um, and actually let's let's uh, let's talk about this while we're here. This is from businessinsider.com. Fidelity marks down massive startups, stripe and Instacart even further. Um Fidelity's making clear which startups would have weathered the public market volatility and which ones would have fallen. Massive unicorns Stripe and Instacart have each been marked down significantly by the Boston-based asset manager. Stripe, the privately held payments processing company, which all the gig apps use, rumored to be going public this year was valued at $41.81 a share by Fidelity at the end of 2021. Valuation was cut to $36.25 a share at the end of January. Now the manager is valuing the shares at $32.20. Decline of 23 cents or 23 percent. Um, Instacart, meanwhile, has fallen even further since Fidelity's 43 billion growth company fund invested in the grocery delivery app Series I or Series One round Series in February of 2020. Yeah, it was about over a year ago after paying just over $125 a share in early 2020. Fidelity now values each share at less than $81 a share, dropping roughly 36 percent since the end of November. Blah, blah, blah. Additional cuts may become for the delivery app, which cut its own valuation by nearly 40 percent. Um, so yeah, um, it's not looking good for Instacart. And we talked about this last year, they were supposed to go public and they're supposed to go public in 2020 and they moved it to 2021 and then they moved it to 2022. And I don't know if they're going to go public this year. They might put it off till next year. Um, not that Instacart is like really hurting, but I, I, I they, you know, they, they got this new CEO Fiji from I was, Facebook I was, last year. I was going to ask, I was going to ask you because I have not closely followed Instacart like I used to. Was Apoorva pushed out? I don't think so. I remember I reading, like, I remember reading I mean, that she was company. the new CEO. Well, I remember reading that yeah. she became the new CEO. He brought her in. Like he, she was handpicked by him, but. I don't think it was a good choice because I don't think she really knows how to like run like finance, make financial decisions. Cause like, she's always been like a tech person. She used to work for eBay and Facebook. Um, and it was, she was more like on the tech side, like designing, you know, stuff like that. Um, but now she's actually CEO of company. She's going to make those big decisions. And every Instacart customer or every Instacart shopper for like the last two years, it's really pissed off at her, including Jen on the go, which I thought was really surprising because, you know, um, you know, you finally got a woman CEO and she's just as bad as Approva ever was. It's it's very, very clear well, um, that okay. they've they've slashed the base pay like they. Well, OK, so it's still seven dollars batch payment. But what you the, the amount of work they want you to do for seven dollars is has gone way up. Like they'll give you like an order for like 100 items. For seven dollars, if it's only going half a mile, you know, mm -hmm. like two years ago, that would it would have been way more. And mm -hmm. there was a an article or there was an interview with uh, uh, Bloom, some somebody from Bloomberg did with Fiji, um, and actually Aphid Carr and Jen the Go both covered this uh, a few days ago or last week, um, where the the interviewer said, you know, like she showed her like, hey, this this your Instacart shopper did this shop for like 50 something items for seven bucks. You think that's fair? You think, are you guys, are you going to give these people a raise? And she's like, no. So, yeah, yeah. They, uh, well, this is, this is 
my suspicion. So mm -hmm. she's the new CEO and she's sort of come clean when uh, she, they've devalued the company. They've written down the value of the company 40%. That means that these venture capital, imagine being one of these venture capital companies like Mark Andreessen, that was on the list there. Mark Andreessen and Sequoia Capital. All of a mm -hmm. sudden you own stock in a company and it's $100 a share. And then the next day the company goes, hey guys, you know what? We're $60 a share. <laughs> We're not $100. So that means you're now worth 40% less because, you know, because of what you own in Instacart. Now that's the kind of stuff that gets a CEO fired or pushed out and so the reason a ceo i the uh, reason the, the ceo would change would be the owners the owners say to the board look we need somebody new to make it work and so that was my first thought when i or, read about her coming on and then all this news has started coming out that oh hey you know what Instacart's really only worth sixty percent of what it used to be, and and with Stripe that news about Stripe is interesting too. It's like there's fewer transactions, fewer less business and less transactions. I was gonna say, or Apurva brought her in as a, you know, fall guy, or you know, somebody to take the, the well the board would have, the board hire would have hired yeah. her, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember if he's still on the board. He may be. Mm. I would kind of. I, so. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still don't, I don't remember. They haven't gone public yet, but I'm not sure how their internal work. No, and, work. and when see these companies, when you go public, you 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 show all. You know, it's you take all your financial records and you mm -hmm. put them on the screen right here, so everybody can read them. And then these come, and then these uh, you know, these credit companies will all rate you. And so, you know, they have to be on it. it. They have to come clean and be honest. Yeah. Let's move on. We got our only funny ah. thing of the, of the day. Um, we used to, Hannah and I used to cover these daily dot um, viral TikToks all the time. Women shoppers commute the whole way. TikToker shares why she prefers female Instacart shoppers sparking debate. Didn't we talk about this last year? So I'm just going to play this. Real quick, I mean, it's a TikTok. It couldn't be more than a minute. Although I don't know if the audience is going to be able to hear it, which might be good because then I won't get a copyright strike. <laughs> All right. Um she's right. Well, she's, she's never she's, had she's, me or you as a, as her shopper. No, but 
the best shoppers are are, are girls. The the best shoppers are women. I keep saying girls guys. and boys. I'm like, are these people I, in yeah, high school? Say men and women. You know, <laughs> I've seen the war. I've seen guys make yeah. you know the most terrible decisions right there. Uh, it's much more. So this okay. Let's make this a teaching lesson. I think she's right. If you're, but this this is a teaching moment. The most important thing you can do as a shopper is send a greeting, send yeah. an intro, because people like this lady, they're watching, and she what she said is true. The guys never communicate, uh, and so start everything mm -hmm. off on the right foot with a good communication welcome message. And then she won't cancel your order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, if you're a male Instacart shopper, you know, first of all, invest in this book. And then second of all, like watch my YouTube channel and for my training videos. But, you know, it's funny is that there I mean, there's plenty of, you know, women gig tubers, but like there really aren't too many that are like doing like tutorials on Instacart. That I can think of, at least not really act. Well. You know, when I, guess I there's like old like Steph of the Pedal, she did that like two years ago, like right when COVID broke out. She when I started blew up when that I, way. When I started Instacart, uh it was the blessed driver. She was she was big. Oh uh, yeah. She know. yeah, she's kind of stepped away. Kyle said if I shop for someone for seven dollars and make sure to get all the worst quality stuff. Well, no tip, no trip. I don't take seven dollar orders. Do you? <laughs> Uh, so I mostly do shipped now, mm -hmm. although I did Instacart a few weeks ago for a full day because I hadn't done it in a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, you, uh, you gotta choose wisely. It's all about yeah. choosing. When I first started doing Instacart, I think there was a couple that I took that was like no tip, but the, like, this is back when the batch payment was $10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, there was one person I delivered to twice where it, they, she tipped me like 10 or $15 cash the door. And then when the base pay went down to seven and like, actually, do you remember when the, uh, when we used to be on the, not the, like the, uh, the on-demand queue, it was like where they would send a batch to you personally. Yeah, that's the way Kinda it like was how, when I started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you could, you could zoom that. in, you could zoom in on the map mm -hmm. and you could see mm -hmm. the, like it would actually have the exact street address and apartment mm -hmm. number. But they don't yeah. do that anymore. And like, if I saw, if I recognize this person's address on the map, I'd be like, oh, okay, I know that lady. She's gonna tip cash the door. And I, and I, sh and it, I, like the last time I delivered to her, I said, I know you tip cash, but you might want to start tipping in the app. Can I show her? I'm like, because when you're when you're order, like, because this is after we switched to the on-demand queue. I said, you know, nobody's gonna take your order now because we can tell that you're not tipping up front. And like, I know that you're gonna tip cash. But the other shoppers don't know that, so I would recommend um, pre-tipping. So I hate the whole <laughs> pre-tipping thing. I uh, but it's you got to do I, it unless let's, let's uh, well, it shipped shipped does not do that arrangement, which is why I neither does corner shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Although that corner is an shop pays. That's an that's an Instacart enough. thing. And I I met one of the founders of Instacart. They come to Dallas a lot. One of them, well, anyway, there. I won't say his name, but I got into a long conversation with him, and they, they are never gonna. 
they are they drink the Kool-Aid there. They think that 5% suggested tip is doing us the best favor mm-hmm. of all and and he's got a spreadsheet to prove it and Yeah, and they think we get so, the uh the delivery fee or the service fee or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The the worst is at Aldi because like I actually ordered Aldi uh, a few days ago when I was sick, and I spent like forty dollars and like the suggested tip was only like two dollars and change. Yeah, yeah, a hundred a one hundred dollar <laughs> order is five bucks. Yeah, five I, bucks I, for a hundred dollars. I can't remember if it was ten or 50. I did a ten. I think I did a ten. It was ten or twelve dollar flat rate. Wow, look at this corner shop whoops oh, man i deleted the yeah there is a actually you know i'll bring this up just to show um so i just got a notification on my phone that there is a 2.2 x um on corner shop for this store that's only two miles from my house and if it comes in which it should this happens like every night around this time because the store closes at 10 it's 9 30 right now here we go all right, so this is how I don't know if you've ever seen Corner Shop, but I'm going to show you how it works. So, like, here's your let me turn the brightness down. All right, so Win Dixie, and like, if you tap right here, it'll show you. Um, so it says branch. Can I hate how they say branch? It's not a bank, so it's like if the, there's different you know locations of the same chain, you could pick it. And if you in the top right corner up here, you hit information, yeah. All right, so, and then it's all just text. It's kind of like Byte Squad. Distance to store, distance to the customer's address, products in the order. Two products, estimated earnings, $22.48. Estimated weight, 0.16 pounds. I guess they want like two Kool-Aid packets. <laughs> um, so, you know, like. But you can't see the items. Well, it's only two you products. You just know they weigh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know it's three or see it says distance to customers address three miles. The problem is that that's as the crow flies distance, mm-hmm. so it's not the actual driving. It might be a little bit more, but um, but yeah, I mean that's a great. I mean, once you take that, it's only two point three miles to the store, and then th- three miles. Although that's it could be in any three hundred sixty degree direction. Um, you know, two items for $22 and that's before tip. And the person might give you uh, an order that small. They might only give you like five bucks or something, but um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I love who owns uh, corner shop Uber. That's an Uber company. Okay. Yeah. Well, buy, buy Uber stock. I did. You know, what's crazy is that Uber is worth less than Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Actually, let, me, let me bring up my, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Actually, let me check my uh, cash app today. Man, we're getting way off topic, but <laughs> this is a this is a pilot show, you know. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Uber. Mm-hmm. Let me, it would focus. Uh, it's a uh, thirty-five sixty-eight. Thirty-five sixty-eight for Uber. 38.40 for Lyft. How is yeah. how is Lyft worth more than Uber? What? And I also own Honda, but that's only $28 and change. I don't know. You own Sprouts? Yep, Sprouts. You own Stock and Sprouts? Yeah, might as well. Are they in Florida? Yeah. I mean, I oh, hate okay. I I hate Sprouts. It's... I love Sprouts. 
I miss the, the employees miss, are not helpful. <laughs> I miss the Insta. That's an that's an Instacart store that I miss. I can yeah. shop Sprouts. They're on with Instacart here. They're not on with there anymore. I don't do Instacart. They, they, oh, okay. I, I do shipped, and shipped doesn't do Sprouts. Okay. So I miss Sprouts. That's a good little store. Yeah. All right, we're getting way, way yeah. off topic. All this right. is kind of. I actually thought about doing this show. Um, offline, so that if we got way off topic like this, I could just cut it out, you know. Although Let's I go didn't... to the next. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we're down to only ten viewers. We had thirteen. All right. You can now hail New York City taxis with Uber. This is actually kind of old news. Uh, travelers can hail one of New York City's iconic yellow taxis to the Uber app. Steve Johnson on Rideshare Rodeo podcast was talking about this like last week. So Uber hit by driver shortage and a surge in food delivery requests during the pandemic will list New York City taxi cabs on its app, a partnership that until recently would have been unthinkable with both camps fighting ferociously for the same customers. After a period in which waits for Uber ride grew longer, blah, blah, blah. They really buried the lead here. The agreement announced Thursday comes amid the backdrop of more cities moving to regulate the explosive growth of Uber and other app-based ride services, including New York City, which placed a temporary cap on new licenses for ride-hailing services in 2018. New York City is the largest American market for Uber. Um, New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission said Thursday is always interested in tools that can provide. Um, man, I really got to like memorize these stories before we start talking about them. And then here's a, a very similar story. Uber close to deal with partnership with San Francisco taxi outfit. Passengers could soon use oops, the Uber app to order taxis in a deal similar to one recently announced in New York City. So again, I wish Hannibal was here because he's in New York City. He might have a better comment on this than us. But I think, um, I, I think this is because there's an employee shortage and Uber. I don't know. Is it this way in Florida? Because in, in Dallas, they've Uber an, an employee shortage or a driver shortage? A, a driver shortage it's been <laughs> scarce they, they've had trouble finding people i was just up in michigan with it, it's getting an getting an uber wasn't easy so mm. these are probably happening because there aren't enough drivers yeah everybody and went into delivery or, yeah everybody went into instacart and corner shop and amazon and all that stuff and or they dropped out of the workforce i mean there's yeah a whole, or, or they went back to like know, a regular w2 job yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to uh, you know, I don't consider Steve competition. You know, listen to his last podcast. He talked about this uh, really well. Uh, he goes into detail on it, but it's it's just kind of. But his point was that the yellow taxis have been way, way, way behind the curve because the yellow there would be no Uber or Lyft if there was a yellow taxi app where you could just, no matter what city you're in, you just fire up the app and call a cab and like even prepay. Like that's the success of Uber and Lyft is that you're prepaying for the ride. You know, like, you know, I've, I've been an Uber. Yeah, Uber is a really like, good company. It's a, it's a really good company and their app is great. Listen, <laughs> one of my, one of my, one of my good friends in Austin is blind. As the day Uber came around, you know, Uber uh, hooks in. If you have, a, if you're blind and you have an iPhone, there's an Apple speech to text that hooks into the app. And Uber and Lyft have written the speech to text into their app, and so blind people can call an Uber easily. Yeah, you said, yeah and you know how that a, works. And you know how that works for a cab. It doesn't. 
you have yeah. to call them and if you if you want to use public transportation a bus once again <laughs> you have to call them on the phone it's they're far they're way behind technology wise <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure yellow cab's the same way mm -hmm. yeah I, I when i drove uber and lyft I, there was i had two regulars that were blind that like i would pick up at the same place and take them to, mm -hmm. from like one there was one guy that would go from his house to the gym and there was one lady that went from her house to her job and they all you know schedule the rides at the exact same time every day but um yeah anyway you know, uh, we got they're we got choosing, one more they're choosing they're choosing uber she's choosing uber to go to work over the public transit transportation system so mm -hmm. that's a comment on how good uber is let's read this story real quick uber all and right. lyft drivers say fuel sur surcharge is an insult to driver Nearly half of Uber and Lyft drivers in the U.S. have quit or are driving less due to high gas prices caused by Russia's war in Ukraine. Despite temporary fuel surcharges added affairs for those ride-hailing companies, 43% of Uber and Lyft drivers say they are driving less or have quit completely despite the new fuel charges. Harry Campbell, founder and CEO of the Rideshare Guy, shout out to Harry, a blog and podcast dedicated to helping rideshare drivers earn more money and stay on top of business, told TechCrunch. This compares to 53% of drivers who said the same before this fuel, fuel surcharges were announced. Retro Guy originally polled drivers on how they felt about the rising gas prices, collecting 325 responses from Uber and Lyft drivers between blah, blah, blah. Uh, when the surcharges were announced in mid-March, a fee of $0.45 cents to $0.55 cents per ride for Uber customers and $0.55 cents for Lyft customers that go directly to drivers. Um, many drivers say that the fuel surcharges are not enough and they would have preferred to see a per-mile surcharge to account for the, uh, which this is what I agree with. This is funny. A Lyft driver in Orlando uh, told TechCrunch the 55 cent per surcharge is an insult to the drivers. Um, that was not me. <laughs> um, I, plus I'm not on with Lyft anymore anyways, but yeah, I agree. The, if the, the fuel surcharge, it should be on a per mile basis because, you know, 45 cents, 55 cents, if the customer is only going a mile or two, you know, that's fine. But if they're going like 10, 20 miles or something, you know, then 45, 55 cents, that's nothing. I mean, it's nice that they're throwing us a bone. But did you see that like Grubhub, you know, like all like DoorDash, Grubhub, you know, Uber Eats, they're all charging their customers a fuel surcharge right now. Even Instacart's doing it. Um, and it's all, you know, kind of peanuts like this you know like 50 cents or less um but grubhub their fuel surcharge was one penny <laughs> what um, do you think is 45 is 45 to 55 cents enough i mean i know, know you don't do ride share so i don't do ride share but my uh my thought about the the gas and the driving is we get reimbursed for it at the end of the year by the IRS. Um, yeah, you can write off your I, mileage, but well, yeah, we're paid. We're paid. So, like in, uh, I looked it up before the show. So last mm -hmm. year, the IRS mileage was fifty-six cents a mile. This year, it's higher, and it's fifty-eight point five cents a mile. I'll bet they raise. I'll bet they revise that up because mm -hmm. every year it changes. I always make money. I always make money from my mileage on my taxes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a big credit. Well, it's not so much, you know, that the the drivers are, you know, worried about writing off their mileage, especially if they're part-time drivers that only do this, you know, because 
You know, most Uber and Lyft drivers, they're not like us where they're doing it as a job. They're doing it like on the weekends or they, you know, they try it. Mm-hmm. Like they get that, you know, a sweet bonus, like give a hundred rides in, in like 30 days and you get like, you know, a thousand dollars or 2000 and then they're, then they're, they bounce, they're out, you know, yeah. other, but they're still paying like right now. I don't What's the gas for you? Or like, I was just out tonight and all the gas stations around here are about 415, 417. What's the gas for you are? 389. Wow. I'm surprised. I thought Florida always had the cheapest gas. Nope. Everybody nope. who's still watching, let um, us know what the gas price is where you are. Yeah. You know, uh, but you're right. It, it just depends. Uh, one of my friends, you know, she has, she does, she has a Prius. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to worry about it. You know, there, you can proactively, you can proactively help yourself with the gas. You know, I buy all my gas at Costco too on a Costco credit card. I got the Costco credit card with the 4%. So, you know, you can mitigate that. And then we yeah. get the money back from the IRS. Gas so, buddy and get upside too really helps. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I wanted to be done by 10, but <laughs> we've been rambling. Um, and th- this is kind of a, a sad, but funny story. I don't know, I mean, not funny, but. Uh, Amazon flex drivers shot on job sue company for not providing reflective vests. I'm not going to play the video. I'm just going to read uh, a little here. Um, two Amazon flex drivers shot by a customer while making deliveries are suing the company for $350 million for not providing reflective safety vests. Um, this guy shot the two men in January while they delivered packages in Fulton County, and then both of the hospital. He's facing charges. But told police he shot the driver saying they were burglars after he was notified his packages were already delivered. Attorney said uh, the client's paralyzed. Men were shot minutes apart. Shot me five times. According to Amazon's website, flex drivers do not receive uniforms or marked vehicles, but safety vests are available to them. Um, that, and I, I was going to do a little. Guy, l- l- let me do a little. Uh, Go ahead. This is, a, this is the Amazon flex reflective vest that they're talking about and they gave us i think i've had this for probably a year or so um like when and actually they well originally i was like just plain yellow safety vests they want you to wear these while you're delivering and actually i i want to wear them because it's not like if you're delivering pizza where you're going up to the door and ringing the doorbell or with instacart where they're the customer's expecting you when you're setting foot on somebody's private property and you're like, you get, you need to identify like, you know, FedEx drivers, UPS drivers, like you can tell, but with yeah. Amazon is like, this is the reflective vest. And like another thing that I, uh, I have is my hardcore flashlight right here. Although I don't really like this one. It's or, I mean, I don't like it for the car. It's hard because it gets so big. And it's also a pain because you can't just, you know, click to turn it on. Like, th- like that's the high low. This is the low mode. And then it goes like this strobe light, which I don't know what the point of that is. So it's like when I have it on high mode and I want to turn it off, I got to click it two more times just to turn it off. So anyway, um, so as so far as my my uh, my thoughts on this particular case is it's a big ass. They're asking for 350 million. They're going to get like I mean, I think Amazon's going to settle. They'll give them like uh, I'll, 30, I'll, I'll 50,000 maybe. You know, they're they're going to get three hundred. Were they wearing million. a vest? Were they wearing that vest? No, did, that, did that, that was the whole point. It said that you know Amazon didn't give them the vest. Like you have to, you have to ask for them. You know, 
Well, although I, I, I guess they, they weren't make it... offered, I, you know, I, uh, Instacart and Ship, they, I've been, I've been given uh, plaque, you know, uh, things to wear around my neck and shirts. A lanyard. I'm surprised. Yeah, lanyards and shirts. Gonna, I'm surprised, like collection right here. <laughs> I'm surprised that that I'm surprised Amazon doesn't furnish vests. No, they do. You just have guys. to ask for it. Okay. Well, then uh, Amazon might have to settle. Yeah. Oh. Uh, were they? Pockets. Were those two guys in the same vehicle, or were? I think they the, were in these. It was kind of unclear in that story. Or they? I can see yeah, your they, cat behind you. <laughs> are they two two guys in two vehicles, or was yeah? It? So they were two guys in two separate cars at like just a few minutes apart from each other, okay. or something, or then, like an then hour. They delivered to some maniac. Yeah, like who was in the hood. Everybody. And I read, I read the story maniac. and said, like, yeah. the, the reason I had the flashlight, because they said it was dark at night and, like, they couldn't even see. And I was like, you know, the, the point that I wanted to have this visual aid of having a flashlight is if you deliver after dark, make sure you got a really heavy-duty flashlight with you. And actually, I like, I, I, I'm getting a smaller one. I'm getting, like, a handheld one, like, the size of, like, a pen or something, because, like, this um, is too cumbersome for the car. Like, this is good for, like, around the house or if I'm camping. And I like the like kind of like the gun shape to it because then you don't have to like turn your wrist. But um, the point is, if you're an Amazon flex driver and you work at night, ask them for your vest and bring your own. They won't give you a flashlight, so bring your own flashlight. All right, we only got two stories left. Speaking of lawsuits, Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates. Must face diners lawsuit over U.S. restaurant prices. Uh, let's see here. U.S. judge on Wednesday said Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Postmates must face an antitrust lawsuit by diners who accuse them of driving up menu prices by exploiting their dominance in meal deliveries during the COVID-19 pandemic. U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan said it was reasonable to infer that requiring restaurants to accept no price competition clauses left them with no choice but to raise prices regardless of where diners ordered meals. He also said diners plausibly alleged that Grubhub and Uber Eats more restrictive clauses discourage restaurants from using other platforms despite their need to generate enough sales to stay afloat and offset low profit margins. Um, so anyway, um, I guess it's a class action against these three companies, although really it's two companies because Uber Eats owns Postmates. And um, I think I thought they were going to phase out the Postmates app. Or they are eventually, but uh, I'm... You know, I'm kind of calling bullshit on this one. It's like, it's how is it, you know, antitrust if it's three separate companies or at least two separate companies? They would have to show evidence. Again, I'm no lawyer, so, you know, <laughs> I I'm, could be totally wrong here. But, you know, and also you don't have to order Uber Eats or Postmates or Grubhub. You can, you know, go to the store yourself and get this, your food. You know, nobody put a gun to these people's heads. But, um, you know, again, just like with the last story, class action lawsuits are such lame things. That's an anti it's an antitrust lawsuit. And those are those are hard to prove in court. Mm -hmm. And the only the, the only clear thing for me in that story was the judge said the lawsuit could move could go to trial. So, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. That just means it's going to trial. And that's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I agree. It's uh, yeah. they've got a class action payouts are nothing. Like, 
they'll go to a class action, they'll settle it, and like each diner, you know, whoever's on the uh, a defendant or uh, or a plaintiff on the uh, the class action, they'll get like five bucks. It's like, what's the point? It's also a federal trial. It's a federal trial because it's antitrust. So that means it's going going to move. Well, it's federal. It's going to uh, move glacially. Yeah. You know, it's a whole, it's not a state court. It's federal court. We'll we'll try to keep an eye on this one. All right. So last story. Actually, I couldn't believe I didn't have more DoorDash stories. And this this isn't even really that. It's pretty soft news. BJ's Wholesale Club taps DoorDash for on-demand delivery in 17 states. Um, there's a BJ's here in Sanford and I go there all the time. In fact, I actually got my own membership there once I started doing shops out of there. So BJ's is partnering with DoorDash to offer on-demand grocery delivery from 226 locations across 17 states. Although both members and non-members can now use the DoorDash app to purchase BJ's products. Members receive lower pricing on all items. Um, and it's just, you know, it's more of a PR type thing, but the point is that I wanted to bring up with this is that DoorDash is trying to become the next Instacart and, you know, they got like Walgreens and CVS. And actually I've done some of those convenience store type shops for DoorDash. And actually they're actually tend to be really good. And if they're getting, and I know like in certain States, cause I've seen like DoorDash dad and journey with tea and, um, gig life, um, who's in Austin, you know, like they'll do like full, like Instacart style shops, but through DoorDash, not through Instacart or Shift or Corner Shop. So, and yeah. I think Instacart yeah. needs to step up their game because if they're offering seven bucks as the base pay, um, you know, especially with DoorDash get, getting into it, like they're going to, you know, uh, have pretty high payouts to entice drivers. Although I'll be curious to see like if, like if you order BJ's or like Walgreens or anything, if the customers will pre-tip on those orders. I don't know, but um, you know, this is just a good lesson as a driver, as a shopper, don't be sentimental about any particular app. Uh, In fact, BJ. So I know with Costco here in Dallas, Costco and Sam's Club, because we don't have BJ's. Those are great <laughs> stores to shop. Learn the stores and then sign up for all the apps that shop at those stores. And, and I'm not uh, laughing at you. I'm laughing at Kyle here. Oh, okay. Tony, she anyway, will not go quietly in the. <laughs> well, that's that's good. Anyway, th- this is good news. If uh, if you're if you're a dasher, mm-hmm. you should learn everything about um about those wholesale club stores. And also, if you're a dasher. You can buy a membership to BJ's Wholesale and write it off on your taxes. Write the membership off because mm-hmm. that's that's for business. You want to learn what's in the store. This is Logan Cat. <laughs> oh. They want to they want to eat. <laughs> their their feeders. You haven't fed turn. the cats. They get their their canned food at ten o'clock every night. Okay. Right, dude, amazing how they know amazing how they know what they know the yeah. time yeah um yeah so i guess that about wraps it up for this um like i said this is like a pilot episode or just kind of like shaking the rust off uh hannibal and i will be back on monday steve and i will be back next wednesday and then uh are we just gonna read news or are we gonna like discuss any more any like topics 
Yeah, well, I think if we're doing the show three nights a week, there'll be a lot less news because we'll just be talking about, you know, two days worth of news. So we'll have a lot more time to to bullshit around and, you know, tell tales from the road and things like that. We could even do call-in show if you want. <laughs> could do that. You want to talk about beer? Crypto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of like, you know, roll with the punches, see what happens at the time, but. And also, I'm trying to bring back the interview show as well, which I might do over the weekends. I don't know. Well, uh, and you, also, if, if my... you want to interview one of the founders of Instacart for your show, I can. Um, really? I can give you his number. Really? Maybe you can get a Porva on here. Or uh, I doubt he would the, do the, it. The, or um, what's the new CEO? <laughs> you know, Shipt has a new CEO too. It's a woman. Oh, she's been hasn't been there for like a year though. Carol something. I well, okay. I, I thought it was maybe it's been a year. Time flies. Yeah. Especially now with COVID. What year is it? I don't know. Kyle said, uh, glad you're back. We needed you for a long time, dude. GigTube is whack. 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 We're not GigTube. <laughs> oh, other gig. Okay. He's saying GigTube as a concept, not me personally i gotta i gotta change my shirt this says chad the gig economist i gotta get one that says the gig too maybe I'll, maybe i'll get one of those uh t-shirt stores so that when you're watching this video on youtube you'll see the you know a uh, bunch of shirts you can buy in the under the description mm -hmm. box there so anyway uh well we kept it under an hour hannibal and i used to go for like 90 minutes or more sometimes um uh audio podcast is still available on all your podcatchers Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you name it, it's on there. So if you you know don't want to watch us, I should have said this at the beginning of the show, um, and you'd rather just listen to us as you drive around, um, you know, gig two podcast. It's on. Actually, I'll, I'll show you right now. I use uh, Overcast. So do I. Okay. Yeah. I like. I like the. Uh, the interface. Like the, the, U, yeah. the UX. Actually, the UX. They they just changed it recently. So I'm between, and also the Gig Economy podcast. That's Jason's show, and then I know Rideshare Guy is on. There he is, Rideshare Rodeo. So check out those three other shows, and uh, yeah. So this, the audio of this will be up at midnight. So you can, and if you just couldn't get enough, you can listen to it again tomorrow morning. All right, thanks, Steve, for doing the show. Thanks everybody out there for watching. See you, you next know. week. Yep. We will see you, and I, hopefully I'll see you. Uh, did you hear the, the feeders? Uh, the battery died on one of them. All right. I got to go. All right. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <clears throat>